welcome to Reading Riordan. I'm Shady B, and I'm here with Michael and Sebastian. How's it going, boys? Oh, not bad. Pretty good. Oh, man, Seb, you need to get a new mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a later problem. Yeah, that's when we're making money off this podcast. That's a this weekend. We're making problem. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, anyway, so this podcast is uh, is basically going to be us reading through the Rick Riordan books, all of them, starting with the Percy Jackson books, and uh, giving our own <laughs> commentary, both comedic and a uh, little bit critical, and making fun of Sebastian for not having read them before. Yay! Well, to be fair, I have started on The Lightning Thief. I think I'm like more than halfway through. That's oh, not very like... So- a proud moment dude that book came out like 15 years ago i think i read that i think i read that in three hours as a six-year-old well i was more active back then i didn't have time for books to be fair though i did watch the series after that the uh boy heroes of olympus series you you watched them man are you a time traveler yeah basically (laughs) that's what marine bio is teaching me you know Oh, obviously. I think what Sebastian means is that he read the books. (laughs) Oh, man. So for reference, Michael and I have uh, have read the books many, many times over. um, And Sebastian is uh, is a bit of a noob coming to the series. So what is it that you what material have you seen slash read, Sebastian? So all the heroes of Olympus series. I've watched the two movies and <laughs> I've read first bit of Lightning Thief all the way to the part where they escape that casino. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That uh those movies uh Michael and I well actually we all recorded this once before, uh, but the audio files corrupted because gotta love technology. Uh I think there's about 10 or 12 minutes where Michael and I just brag on the movies. Um, so I'm going to give you the short and dirty is they fucking suck. I can't wait for the Disney plus series. Yeah. The movies uh not good. The actors did the best with what they got, but it wasn't much. And most of the casting choices were shitty compared to the books. Oh, Reading yeah. the book now, like how they get so wrong. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, really though. Like freaking Annabeth, why is she brunette in the movie? That's the because because she has tits. That's why. That's the only reason that <laughs> they did that. It's just marketing. Eh, okay. Whatever floats your boat, I guess. Uh, I saw a, uh, I think it was a TikTok on it the other day, and like, I'm gonna horribly mispronounce her name. I think it's Alexandrio Daddario. She was literally fucking 24 playing a 12-year-old. Yeah, like, literally. Like, and she's hot, but, like... Oh, yeah. But that's not the point. For a fucking 12-year-old. <laughs> yeah. And then, sorry, they, they changed the movies. I do remember this. They changed it so, like, they were 16 in the first one, but they still don't look 16. We're oh, all... But- we're all like three years out of high school and they look another three or four years older than we do. Yeah. Like this horrible casting. I hope they actually find like 
I understand if they don't go like 12 year olds for the series just because that's kind of annoying. Yeah. But like, don't have fucking 24 year olds playing them. Yeah, really though. It, it kind of hurts my soul because like you look at the Harry Potter movies, um, which they fucked up a lot of things towards the end of the series. But the one thing but, they got right was their casting. Their casting was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I feel like now that I've mentioned Harry Potter, I have to do an obligatory fuck J.K. Rowling and her transphobic tweeting. Um, yeah, it's like, it's just, <laughs> ugh. Ugh. So for, we'll talk more about that after Shay. Oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna launch no, it like here and now. Just like go more into depth to like with you. Oh yeah. Uh, so so. for relevance, um I was I had just finished reading the sixth Harry Potter book when I started reading Percy Jackson, and I only got into it because I was waiting on the seventh one, but now I don't think I'll ever be able to fucking pick up a Harry Potter book again. Because, oh my god, what a fucking twat. Yeah, like... But, all the cast members were like, fuck you, JK, we don't agree with you, so that's some good thing. Okay, so, spinning off into that, some (laughs) dweeb of, like, a writer said that they should just thank their creator and keep their dirty little rich mouth shut. Yeah, ungrateful millionaires or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, it's oh. like, what? They're not allowed to voice their opinions? Okay. Tying it back to Percy Jackson, actually, on, like, the day after that, Rick uh, posted a list of books and articles and novels and all... Well, I suppose some of those are the same fucking thing. But um, he posted a list of things written by LGBTQ um, community people. It's like... like- it's so day oh. and night between the two authors, and it's very, like, clear now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, like, you think about, like, how in-depth Rick's characters go. Like, he's had, like, queer characters. He's had LGBTQ characters, all that. He has, like, a racially diverse cast in his books. And then you have J.K. Rowling, whose most diverse character was Cho Chang. And it's like, could you be more, like, Asian stereotype? It's <laughs> yeah, it was the token Asian and then the token black and the two token Indians. Like, oh, it bothers me so much. Yeah. Sebastian, I'm assuming since you haven't read those books, you haven't been keeping up with that. No. Uh, finally watched the all the movies was it, <laughs> last month, maybe. I just I don't understand it. how you hadn't seen those when you're twenty years old, dude. It just never really sparked my interest. And then with Bro, all this COVID watched, stuff going on, like I just I, needed something to do. I guess like I want to go see all the movies like from like the fourth one on with like my entire family. Yeah. Like, me, my grandparents, my sister, and my mom when she was around. Yeah. Um Yeah, I went to see the fifth one three different times with three different people. Like You do that with a lot of movies, don't you? Uh, no, only really good ones. And to be fair, I went <laughs> the first time I went was with my aunt. And then my dad took me to see it at the drive in theater because it was one of two movies playing. I want to say the other one was a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And then my mom wanted to see it. So I went with her as well. Jesus oh. Christ, dude. Oh, yeah, it was it was a good summer. What was that summer? 2008, 
I want to say something like that. Something like yeah, it would have been because the eighth one came out in 2011. Yep. Man, that's another Fox movie. But anyway, back to Percy Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uncle Rick, as uh, <laughs> a lot of people I've been seeing on social media call him. Like, he doesn't force things. He just, like, writes it naturally, which is incredible considering... Man, it's almost like that's how lives matter in the real fucking world. They don't need to be, like, some special written thing. They're just a normal human being. It really does impress me, though, because, like, a lot of straight white men, (laughs) which you and I are, Michael, so we can appreciate this, like have a really hard time taking that perspective and an even harder time writing about it but i have never heard a criticism of rick's writing of those characters no okay i think i'm i think i'm done ranting about that now i feel better yeah yeah no like (laughs) (laughs) all right tangent yeah uh necessary tangent in this day and age i think um so sebastian so the so the listeners know what experience Oh, no, we already talked about that brain. <laughs> uh, what else have you picked up from reading the Heroes of Olympus and seeing the movies? What do you know about the actual Percy Jackson series and or Rick's other series? Uh, I don't know much about the other series. I've started Trials of Apollo, but never got to finishing it. I was halfway through the second book and then I just, I don't know. Gave I just stopped my it. books. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, other than that, like, it makes more sense now, the Heroes of Olympus series, now that I know a bit more about Percy and Annabeth, even Grover, oh, yeah. to be honest. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's true, because all the other characters in in uh, Heroes of Olympus, they really do start at the beginning of their character development, and then in Son of Neptune, Percy just drops in and is, and is like, what the fuck's up? I'm already a super demigod. Yeah, destroys like, yeah. a glacier, kills a giant. Yeah, like that's like what's really impressed me, especially since like he did the last Olympian in whatever, and then like a couple years later he came out with the Lost Hero. Yeah, and it was really a whole slew of new characters. You had Jason, Leo, and Piper being written in from their perspectives and all that, and the only characters you really had returning were Annabeth for a brief second. Chiron for a bit and Dionysus for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And all of those were just kind of just like, oh, they're here, so you know it's Camp Haplid, but other than that, it's just kind of like fresh start. And then like you said, the Sun of Neptune, it's really like, oh yeah, here's Piper and Frank. Oh, and you know the guy that I wrote five books about that you know, love, he's been there. Yeah, he's here now. And it's very obvious that he's not from here. Yeah. Like, it's just like, once again, credit to his writing skills like because it's two completely different books even though they're in the same series oh yeah and he makes you feel like you've known the characters forever by the time you get to the mark of athena where they join up yeah it's like oh yeah this makes sense like of course they're together like piper and hazel of course they know each other and of course they're reading all these books after reading all these books, I'm definitely going to go over Heroes of Olympus all over again. Because I could okay. tell, like, reading some of the books, that they made a bunch of references to the books prior. I'm just like, eh? Who's that? Like, um, there was one cliffhanger that they had where it ended off with, like, oh, what's your name? Oh, my name is Nico. 
I guess Nico is an important character in books prior. Am I right? Yeah. He's, he yeah. he does come Titan's up. Curse? Yeah. Titan's Curse? Yeah, Titan's first Curse. Book. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be good to reread that and be like, oh my goodness, it all connects. Man, that perspective shocks me because like Michael and I have been reading the books together since I want to say Son of Neptune. We've been reading About them there, like, yeah. the day after they came out because um, yeah. that's around when we became really good friends um <laughs> so there's been a lot of really late nights followed by another really late night talking about it yeah um, like so i don't even remember what it's like to not have the full um reordan verse out there like, and like to not appreciate those interconnecting things so, so I'm, like i'm a little bit jealous of sebastian you know how people are always like oh I, if i could take away one thing from my life that i've never played like i never seen it before never read it and they're like yeah. oh i'd like do that with the mcu i do that with rick's books like i'd love to read them through for the first time again oh yeah and the second and the third you know like yeah like uh, literally like because like you miss so much on the first one then you go through again you're like oh See, that, oh, that's why that happened, because this and that and that and this. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> there's one other thing about Rick's writing uh, that I, I didn't think about the last time, but I started thinking about when I was uh, listening to The Lightning Thief the other day, is Rick is just a master of fucking Chekhov's guns. Mm -hmm. Like, he puts them in fucking everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. You guys know what Chekhov's gun is? I think so. Just to refresh my memory. So it's like if something is introduced in a book, um, then it's it's. I think it's actually applied to theater first, and then it's kind of been associated with books as well. It's like if something shows up in the first act, by the end of the third oh, yes, act, yes. by the end of the play, it has to go off. Uh huh. <laughs> and like, like that comes up so much. <laughs> I know, like. I can think of, like, 15 examples of it right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, for one, I forget which book it is, but, like, in one of the earliest books, like, they make some obscure reference to Annabeth's cousin in Boston, and then Magnus Chase is a thing. Yeah, I, I think that is the first book. I Like, I think that's the tail end of Lightning Thief that that's mentioned. Yeah, like, it, it's one of the... I know it's one of the first five. Like it's oh, one of the sure. initial Olympians things, or like in um, what's the, the Red Pyramid? Um, they're flying over Boston, uh, sorry Brooklyn, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> Manhattan has different gods," and it's like kind of wink, wink. That's sure. that's the Olympians, and then yeah. they meet Percy and Annabeth in those side adventures, like. What I find interesting is when you kind of think about the timeline, because there's some crossover books between King Chronicles and Percy Jackson, not really Heroes of Olympus, Percy Jackson. Yeah. Um, like the King Chronicles, from what I can figure, start around Titan's Curse. Yeah, no, I I think so. Like, I, I don't know if there's actually a timeline for it. I, I, that's actually encouraging me to check just while we're going here because i think you might be right because what i think is um because the first book in the king chronicle series starts at christmas time titan's curse starts at the start of winter break um and then there's a reference to um 
uh, winged horse, and I want to say the second Kane Chronicles one, flying, uh, I want to say it says near the Chrysler building or something like that over Manhattan, um, in like a, no, it must have been the third one, in like the same sort of time frame that we know the Percy Jackson books are wrapping up. Like it's so, it's it's not overdone, it's just so subtly done. It parallels very well with how the MCU does stuff, like little things popping up here and there and then summing up. If that's the case, I wouldn't mind reading all of Rick's books like in that order, chronological order. Because like I did that for Clone Wars season seven and episode three of Star Wars, and like, man, that made the experience so much better. Oh, yeah, Star Wars. I saw a, this is another tangent because you brought up Star Wars, which is another thing I'm obsessive about. I saw a fan edit of the. Um, Oh, I've lost the actual name of that scene. But the fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin in episode three, I saw a fan edit where Anakin's lightsaber has been recolored to red. And Uh, it's really cool. I will search that up after this podcast. Then (laughs) Definitely a good plan. Uh, Okay, so. (laughs) Yeah. Shay, according to the thing. Yeah. Like the Rick Ryordan wiki. Yeah. The Demigod Diaries kicks it all off, which is yes. like ancient. And then the Lightning Thief, Sea of Monsters, Titan's Curse, then Demigod File stuff, then Battle of the Labyrinth, Last Olympian. Then, according to the thing, based on when it came out, the Lost Hero is right before the Red Pyramid. But that doesn't make any sense. No, that doesn't make any sense to me either. Because it's implied that. Unless the first couple crossover stories. um, No, that doesn't make any. It it could have happened that summer after the end of Heroes of Olympus. But that wouldn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. One of the I've, I want this podcast to get so big that we can get Rick on here and we can just absolutely ply him with this stupid amount of questions. It'll be like a ten hour episode, but it would be so worth it to find all this shit out. I'm so confused. That doesn't make any oh, sense. Oh wait, wait, wait. There's a whole I found like a little timeline. Okay, that's probably better. Twenty first century. Frank Rachel Dare, who's a person, Carter. Grace are all born. Mm-hmm. Like Jason Grace. They're when are they born? According to this, I'll, I'll start with like the main seven of, from Heroes of Olympus. Okay. So yeah. Annabeth and Percy were born in 1999, July 12th and August 18th. 2000, it just has Frank, Rachel Elizabeth Dare, and Carter Kane are born. And then July 1st, Jason Grace was born. Then 2001, yeah. Leo Piper were born. Okay, very good. Sadie Kane was born in 2002. Uh, Annabeth ran away from home in 2006. From June to August of 2012, The Lightning Thief took place. June 2013, Sea of Monsters took place. Quickly followed by December 15th to 21st is The Titan's Curse of the yeah. same year. But 2014, June to August, the Battle of the Labyrinth took place. Then December 4th to December 29th, the Red Pyramid took place. That's completely not what I was expecting, but okay, that's cool. 
and then according to so according to this, like it's in the future essentially, because the last Lincoln took place in 2015, according to this. Yeah. Uh, and oh, in March of the same year, the Throne of Fire took place, and then September of the same year, the Serpent Shadow took place. Yeah. Wow. So we're the same age as Percy. So that 20, is cool. That's, that's really what I pulled from that. 2016 was when the entire <laughs> Heroes of Olympus took place. Yeah, that makes sense. It, sorry, except for the Lost Hero. The Lost Hero took place in December of 15. Yeah. 16 between June 18th and August 1st. The Son of Neptune, the Mark of Athena, the House of Hades, and the Blood of Olympus took place. It yeah, all happened they're bang in after each days. other. Then all that happened. Then... Yeah, so the son of Sobek, the staff of Serapis, and the crown of Ptolemy, which are the crossovers, right? Yeah. Took place in after the Blood of Olympus. That makes no sense to me, because at that no, point, Sam. Percy is is literally like a god and he can yeah. like destroy anything. That does uh, okay. I need to go rethink my life after this is over. <laughs> <laughs> what I meant to ask before all this was, do you guys have a favorite book and or series in the Reordan verse? I like Sebastian. the Egyptian ones. Oh, yeah, Michael, I knew you liked the Egyptian ones. Do you have a, a favorite out of those three, do you think? Serpent Shadow. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's a very solid one. For me, I think... I think it's going to have to be uh, House of Hades. Yeah, that's what you said last that time. That one was too. really enjoyable. From Heroes of Olympus, my favorite one is probably Sun of Neptune. Sun of Neptune is very, very solid. But I do really like House of Hades because it gives a little bit of spotlight to Frank, who is probably my favorite character. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement to say. But I think my favorite series would also be the Kane Chronicles with you, Michael. Straight up, I like it because it's so short. Like, I love a five long, like the uh, anthology ones. Like, the, yeah. they're all great. But literally, like, they packed so much stuff into the Kane Chronicle ones. And they made them so, like, he made them so, like, oof. I just love them. Yeah. The other thing about the Kane Chronicle books that I find is... Um, a, there's like off-screen growth in character. Yeah. And B, all of those books are really short in time frame, right? Like yeah. when you look at Lightning Thief, they spend what, just shy of a week in the Lotus Hotel? Yeah. They literally and spend like, five days in the Red Pyramid and they go from not knowing anything to being like very hesitant yeah. with their use. But still, they do it. And then, like, it goes to six months later for the second book, and they're still learning, but they're way better magicians than they were. Yeah. I I do also like um, the Heroes of Olympus, though, because the way those lead directly into one another is really nice, too. What I don't like is series that, like, mix and match that. Like, after... After the Lost Hero, which had to be a certain amount of time before, in order to create the Argo 2, everything could run together smoothly. Yeah. Like, they were on a tight timeline because of... Like, I mean, like, 
he's always been good at like off screen growth or like off book page growth and all that. Like think about how much that they accomplish between the end of a lost hero for just starting on the ship. And then you just see like glimpses and pieces of their lives over the last six months. Yeah. And then they all come together at the end of the Son of Neptune. But yeah, no, the reason I like the Son of Neptune so much is because like Percy essentially starts at square one. He knows he's powerful. He doesn't know much. They know something's up. Like he's, he's feared. He's like revered in a sense. But like by the end, his redemption arc is so good. Yeah. You oh. know what I don't like about Son of Neptune though? Is the fact that he doesn't remember his mother. Because like right from the outset of Lightning Thief, he's like, my mom is a fucking goddess. She's amazing. Like, I mean, like it, Yeah, I know it's, it's his girlfriend, but like fuck that shit. No, but it doesn't it's isn't it stated that Hera literally left him only that memory? I'm not sure. Like intentionally left him only that. Maybe that was it, because she was planning on having Annabeth be one of the seven, but oh it still it still bothers me. Oh, what you will find interesting. They are not in the same timeline as us. Well, they are, technically. 2017 is where all of the uh, Magnus Chase books and yeah. all of the Apollo books took place. The Sword of Summer yeah. took place in January of 2017. The Hidden Oracles took place in February of the same year. Then the Hammer Thor in March. Late March, early April was the Dark Prophecy. May, June was the Burning Maze. And the Ship of the Dead was in June. Okay, I know that I said that House of Hades was my favorite book, but I have to say that The Burning Maze was probably the best written book. Is that the one where... Uh... Yes, it's the one that yes. you and I like. Yes. wanted to cry over. That's the one. <laughs> yes. And the fandom I... has still not gotten over that book, and it's been two years, something like that. Almost three, right? Yeah. Two, I'm so two. excited for that last book in the fall. It's been pushed, though, by like a month and a half. Oh, yeah, it's coming up like end of October that. rather than the beginning of September now. Yep, cries. What? So, Shay, this is more for you because you've read all the books. Yeah. Rather than Sebastian, but you can pitch him too. Where do you think he's going to go after this? And what do you think he's going to do? Like, I think that he's going to go into more uh, tribal mythologies because he's hinted a little bit at Aboriginal um, Alaskan people's mythology in Son of Neptune. And in... What was the one where he was in... It was the second Apollo book, I think. The one with the Griffins. No, but Dark Prophecy? Yeah. Um... He yeah, references no. like a more an African type of tribal magic. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to be more of an Aboriginal thing. I don't know where in the world that could be from. That could be from Canada, the US, um, New Zealand. But I think I think he's been kind of hovering around that and doing research over time. Because yeah. like Egyptian mythology, Greek mythology, um, Norse mythology is all like it's everywhere in pop culture, right? But I think he doesn't like completely rewriting characters and like completely disrespecting faiths. So I think he's putting more work into uh, the approach on an Aboriginal book, and that will be his next project. 
Sebastian? Any thoughts? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's like yes, yes is my answer. Okay. <laughs> so I have. Just, I don't know. So obviously, everybody would love to see him do like a Roman one because obviously we got very, very limited exposure to like Roman and mythol such mythology in Heroes of Olympus. And I know what I'd love to read a Roman mythology one, but where would he do it? Is what I'm thinking. Like, because you can't really do it for the like Titan War, because no. you know how that happened. You know what yeah. Jason did during that. But like, based on where they are right now, like in the world of the Percy Jackson books, I think having like a rebuilding phase of Camp Jupiter would be very good. Yeah, because you got. Do you remember where they're at, Shay? Yeah, at the end of the uh, yeah. uh, last book. This is really fun having you dance around telling Sebastian what happens. <laughs> yeah. The reason but we're like, doing that is because we want like semi-live reactions from him when he eventually gets to it and we can talk to you guys. Yeah. But like, you know where we're at and I know where we're at and seeing them build up from that would be very impressive, I think. I feel like that's going to be his next one. Or, But he could have like two series going on. What? Two. Because he had Magnus and Apollo going on for a little bit. Yeah. I don't think he likes doing that. I think he likes the one uh, main book and one like side book, whether it be like short stories or um, like Percy Jackson's Guide to Greek Gods. I think he likes having that kind of pattern on the go per year. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. Okay, so oh. Sebastian, I'm uh, you've been really quiet for a while, so I'm gonna turn around and grill you. Is <laughs> looking back now, basically dump all your knowledge of what happens in the rest of the Percy Jackson series from what you read in Heroes of Olympus. I read that in the movies. One second. So what all do you know, Seb? What do you mean, like? Dumping all that knowledge, reading just from Lightning Thief. Um, well, sorry, I should I should rephrase that. What all did you know before starting Lightning Thief? The Greek alphabet. That's as far as I knew. Greek alphabet. Oh God! Wow, you're you're a genius. Also, and that you many... guys idolize Percy. Other than that, not much to be honest. Okay, opinion piece here, and I wish Michael would come back, because I'm sure he'd have some snarky comments on this one. But who do you think is stronger, Percy or Jason? <sighs> well, I want to. Uh, I was always a fan of Jason. I really was. That's because you just, you like, you are be, a Jason yeah. type of character. You were like the goody two shoes growing up. And then it's like, go away to university. Oh. It's like, okay, got to loosen up a bit to balance your life. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Jeez. Uh, but I like water too. So, uh, like, I'm going to say Percy, to be honest. You think Percy? I don't know. I have to reread the Heroes of Olympus series, but I'm thinking Percy. All right. Michael, were you still listening there or what? Uh, no, but I figure all you did was ask 
Sebastian, who you think was more powerful? Yep. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I just have to step away for a second. But who's more powerful between Jason and Percy? Oh, that's a rough thing to answer. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, you know all of their powers, like, All I think of is, I don't even think of like Jason and Percy. I think about one scene in Titan's Curse. Yeah, I think where Talia and Percy literally start just going nuts on each other. Oh yeah, like she electrocutes the hell out of him. He starts like lifting the entire fucking pond out of the water, like out of its bed to like just throw at her. And, like, you think, who would have won that? And I think Percy would have, which makes me say Percy. Yeah, Percy and Jason dueled for a while, though, in uh, the Heroes Olympus series, did they not? Or was that only in the dream? No, No, that actually happened. happened, And then they both got knocked out. (laughs) By horses. But, like, obviously, Uh, like, that was a very tame fight, like, because they had no water. Yeah. True. Which automatically put Jason at it. It's, it's very territorial. If you're I'm, near water, Percy, but anywhere else, Jason, because Percy won't have water. I think that it shifts over the timeline. Because I think that, like, when they're younger, because um, Jason. Jason started training earlier, right? He started training at the age of, like, like three four, or something foolish or like four, that. Yeah. Um, so I think up until, like, like, even well past Lightning Thief, 16, He's 17. definitely better than Percy. I would say up until the point of Last Olympian. Uh, I'd say Battle of the Labyrinth. Because that is the book um, where Percy starts being able to, to like kind of use his powers without actually being like immersed in water. Yeah. Like end of the battle, beginning of the Last Olympian is where I think the shift happens officially. Yeah, that's fair. I just like, I think of the, uh, I'm going to make a reference to this so that Sebastian won't understand, but the poop scene in uh, Battle of the Labyrinth, I think that's where it really starts to shift. Uh huh. You'll understand when you get to it. Yeah. And be absolutely disgusted. Um, yeah, so that's my opinion. I think, like, Jason is more powerful up until that point. And then, like, definitely once you get past House of Hades. Like, did you guys watch Avatar The Last Airbender? No. No. Oh. Guys, come on. (laughs) I'm trying to make a reference here. Okay, you guys are gonna have to watch it. We'll we'll rediscuss that. We can't do it. Oh. (laughs) There's another podcast for us. No. <laughs> uh, okay. We have Maybe to watch not. a movie for that, too. Oh, that... Uh, no. That's even worse than the Percy Jackson movies. Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, what else did we discuss last time? I don't know. We've done a lot more discussing than we did last time. Well, last time we didn't shut up about the movies. Um, for like for a long ass time oh yeah but like yeah like oh yeah uh, the format so like we're looking at like kind of covering like 
couple chapters a week. Yeah. Of a book. Yeah, that's about accurate. Um, it's sort of going to depend on the pace because I think everything in like Lightning Thief, I think you can cover everything up to like my mother teaches me bullfighting. Uh, I'll probably has, have probably until the fucking entry into Camp Half Blood. Yeah. Like, until he goes through the gate officially from the Minotaur. Yeah. Um, like, but then I feel like there's also some scenes that like need to be discussed more um, as you get farther into the book. And then Sea of Monsters, honestly, I wouldn't give a shit if we talk about that in like half an episode because that is my least favorite of his books. <laughs> that is definitely the one I remember the least of. Oh, not worth remembering. <laughs> exactly. Like, we don't, like, when we say least favorite, we obviously still like the book. But, like, it's very far down on our list. Yeah. But in comparison, (laughs) The Lightning Thief is just such a good book. Like, it's up there near my favorite. Uh And then Sea of Monsters is my least favorite, and it sits in between those two. Is Sea of Monsters, like, the book very similar to the movie or completely different as well? Completely different. Oh, so different. The Sea of Monsters movie is, like, four different books combined, I swear to God. What the heck? Yeah, it combines the Sea of Monsters book, the, the curse. Uh, a, bit of it. a little bit of it, I guess. Some elements and of it. A bit of the labyrinth. I was thinking more Last Olympian, um, with some of the elements with like um, various blades and whatnot. Anyway, it's it's a whole mess. Anyway, <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. Ugh. I can't wait to do episodes specifically on those movies. Like, oh man. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Ugh. Anyway. (laughs) We're both just in pain thinking about those movies. Uh Uh-huh. I have to say, though, the special effects that were done are pretty good. good. That's Um, the first thing you've said that's been good about the movie, Shay. Honestly, it's just because Fox, a lot of Fox movies just have good special effects, and it just so happened that this was a Fox movie. Mm, okay. You've seen the movies, right? I have. Okay, so you know how, like, Percy, like, heals Annabeth's arm with water? Yeah, that's complete yeah. bullshit. And it oh. makes me so mad. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh. yeah. Yeah. Even like when they're doing capture the flag in the book, he's not actually fighting Annabeth. Or oh no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Annabeth yeah, just watched the shit get kicked out of him. <laughs> I think I like the book version a lot more. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't even have the Yankees cap in the movies, does she? No, she doesn't. I don't think. Oh no, I'm about to rewatch the movie. Unfortunately. Anyway, uh, what else do we really have to discuss? Yeah, so we're going to do these episodes. In theory, they'll be somewhere between like 20 and 30 and an hour, 20 and 30 minutes and an hour long. Um, We'll try and cover a few chapters. It'll probably be, what, two to three to four episodes per book, I'd say. Michael, you're probably the best person to dialogue on this with me. For what, sorry? 
how many episodes do you think it'll be per book? Somewhere between like two and four, maybe two oh, and yeah. six with some of the later ones. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about it. Um, we're going to put this out, I think, every two weeks just because uh, we're all busy guys with random shit. Um, and <laughs> we don't want to have episodes coming out stupidly late for you guys. Um, beyond that, I don't really have a lot more to add. How about you guys? Michael? Uh, no, I'm good. I think I'm good as well. I gotta go get dinner started. <laughs> yes, food's important. All right, guys, have a good one. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. See ya.